Hi, this is Pastor Sam Murphy from Christ Centered Church, and you are listening to Christ Centered Cast. Can you hear me? Oh, here we go. Hi, it's a blessing. It's a huge blessing that I am honored and be able to share with you what God has been teaching me this past week. So after Sam told me that um, he would like me to speak, to share the God's, the God's word with, with you guys, I went back and I keep thinking about this passage. It actually blessed me a lot in the past two weeks as I um, thought about what God has want us to hear about today. So before that, let me read this passage to you. If you have your Bible, please open it to 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 10 to 15. 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 10 to 15. Verse 10. According to the grace of God given to me, like a skilled master builder, I laid a foundation, and someone else is building upon it. Let each one take care how he builds upon it. For no one can lay a foundation other than, uh, other than that which is laid, which is Jesus Christ. Now, if anyone builds on a foundation with gold, silver, precious stones, wood, hay, straw, each one's work will become manifest, for the day will disclose it because it will be revealed by fire, and the fire will test what sort of work each one has done. If the work that anyone has built on the foundation survives, he will receive a reward. If anyone's work is burned up, he will suffer loss, though himself will be saved, but only as through fire. Before we dig into God's work today, let's pray and dedicate this time to him and ask him to open our heart. Dear God, we dedicate this time to you, and please open our heart and let us uh, be able to receive whatever you have to teach us through the Holy Scripture. And pray that I will have word that you want me to say to the congregation. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, so Sam has been preaching on the building on Nehemiah as they build, rebuilt the wall of Jerusalem, and as they assign each other jobs and how, like, in details what difficulties they have been through and what specific things they came up with by God's grace that they're going through the whole construction of the wall. This one is parallel to the message. Now, Paul is the one who wrote Corinthians, and he wrote it to the church in Corinth that uh, he established, and he's telling them to build something. Now, today, we're focusing on building something. I'm going to reveal that what thing is. But first, so today we have three important notes for God's, uh, it's from God's blueprint for us builders. Now, Corinthians, Paul wrote this to the Corinthians church because he wants to address some problems there and he wants to help them to walk through why do they have this problem and how they can solve it. So keep that in mind as we keep talking in this verse. And at verse 10, if you look at verse 10, according to the grace of God given to me, like a skilled master builder, I laid a foundation and someone else is building upon it. So Paul right up gave us an, an analogy comparing himself to a master builder. For nowadays, we'll call, them, call him an architect, right? So any architect, any good architect, a good professional architect, what would they do before they start building something? Do they just go, go right away and then start putting stone bricks on bricks, or do they have something in mind? Yeah, a good architect always have a plan before he starts to build something. You always have a floor plan, a diagram. Now, let's take a look at this diagram. 
this is the facilities office at Moody. So I work there at the blue spot, and Lauren works there. Lauren usually can't see me because there's a big, big shield between us, and there's Larry and Bill maybe sometimes. Now, this is a good enough diagram, but it's not as accurate. It's not a great job. It's not like what Paul said, a skill master. So I made this diagram, but it's not the best, right? It's not the best ever diagram that can be shown because we're missing something here. We're missing some tables, uh, some desk for other workers. We're missing a fridge. Uh, we don't see a wall actually it was dividing between somewhere. So we can kind of see this is a diagram, but it's not the best one. Now take a look at the second one. This is a diagram for Sears Tower. That's the basement. It's same. It's the basement, but this architect done, did a great job of putting every details into the building, telling how the builder should build. And uh, uh, not just that, he also left some notes on the side. If you see the top circle, it says north. Okay, so make sure they're building in the right direction. And then down at the bottom, it says notes. And I cannot read what those notes are, but he left some extra notes for the builders to explain how he wants this building to be built. Now, it's the same thing the Bible is God's notes for us in building something. Okay, so he have a plan for us. He's gonna reveal it step by step, but he also left some notes here to tell us what you need to be focusing on, what you need to be remindful every time when you're still building your life. So, back to the letter. Paul was writing to the Corinthians. Now, what do the Corinthians know about building? Why is he using this analogy? Well, they know about buildings, they know about builders a lot. So next one, it's a temple that I took when I was in Greece last year. This is a temple by myth. It's the Greek god Hephaestus. Hephaestus built for his wife Aphrodite. Aphrodite? Aphrodite. Okay, so Aphrodite, right? Aphrodite is the goddess protector deity of Corinth. So he's the god of that city, of the Corinth city. Now Aphrodite's husband who built it, this thing, I mean, human built it, but they believe the God built it. I don't know how that works, but that's what they believe. He's the God of blacksmith, metalworking, carpenters, craftsmen, and any sort of building that you can think of. So he's a builder. This, this house builder is a builder. Now, this is really close to related to the culture back in Greece, back in the days when Paul wrote this to them, because people believe in gods like that. So they're very aware of how a building construction works to them. And at that time, Corinth is the largest city in Greece. So right now, the capital of Greece is Athens, but back then, it was five times bigger than Athens. So it was connecting between, uh, if I have a picture there, they are connecting between Italy and minor Asia. So Corinth there is a really important harbor where everybody lays off their cargoes, they travel through there. Because of that, the Corinthians even built a canal through these two big pieces of uh, sea so that they can connect from each other. So we can see everybody goes through there. It's a big, big city, and it's a very important city. Um, and we can, of course, assume that a lot of excellent builders, a lot of excellent architects contribute to that city and also travels through there. So they are very familiar with the building. Now, reminding Paul himself, it's also kind of a builder. What's his job? Yeah, he makes tents. 
when if you uh, remember when Paul when in Acts it says about Paul went to Corinth he actually met Aquila and Priscilla that's where he met them and they're building tents together so this whole city it's all about constructing things so Paul uses this analogy because it's really close to them it's really close to their culture and it's really uh, understandable by the people in Corinth that's what we need to know as the background of why Paul wrote this passage so let's look at verse 10 Paul said like a skilled master I laid a foundation so why he said I laid a foundation because he is the one he was the one who went to Corinth who brought the gospel to the people there, he, who ministered there and started a church there. So he reminding all the Corinthians that I laid a foundation. Now take in mind, Paul is not the foundation. He's the one who laid the foundation, but foundation is something else. Foundation is Jesus Christ, which we will explain, expand that more later. But keep in mind that Paul remind, it's reminding the people in Corinth that he laid the foundation for them. And he was used by God to lay this foundation of gospel to the people in Corinth. Now, after we know there's a foundation, he said, and someone else is building upon it. Who's building upon it? Who's building upon it? Is the church? It's the minister? Or who? So let's like look at the last part of verse 10. Let each one take care how he builds upon it. So apparently every one of us, everybody in the church, takes part of building their own construction so the first note that God left to us is do your own job do your own job first so we're all individual builders do you like that yes we're all individual you have your own business to take care of so each one of us have our own builds to worry about to consider about just like in Nehemiah if you remember Sam talked about where they all assign to a piece of wall that's around their house. They have that, that piece of wall that they need to take care of. Now, all together, they make a great wall, but, <laughs> but they have to take care of that, their own property first to make sure that's nice and neat and it's a good wall, and then they can maybe go help others. So that's what we are, Paul is telling us here, that we are taking care of our own building first. We're taking care, we're building our own because nobody else is gonna build it for us. And what are we building? We're building ourselves, our life. Because if you look back to one verse ahead, Corinthians 3, 1 Corinthians 3, 9, it says, For we are God's fellow's worker, you are God's field, God's building. So us, we, me, you, it's God's building. And that's what we're building on. You're building yourself, you're building your life, you're building your relationship with others, you're building physically, mentally, spiritually, your relationship with, with God. So other people might can help you, but you are the one who's in charge. You are the builder. You are the contractor for your own self. And you will be responsible for yourself when we come to the judgment, when we're in front of God. Okay, so keep in mind, we need to do our own job. We need to build ourselves in God's plan. Verse 11. For no one can lay a foundation other than, lay, other than that which is laid, which is Jesus Christ. So we talked about Paul said the foundation is Jesus Christ. And Paul brought the gospel to them. Paul brought the gospel. He brought Jesus Christ to the people in Corinth. 
So he laid a strong foundation for the people in Corinth. Now he's just telling them, now I have this foundation laid for you. You accepted Christ. You believe in him. You have this foundation. Now you have to build on it. So the second note that God wants to leave to us is your only foundation is him. Our only foundation is Christ, and it's Christ only. No, nobody else. We can only build on Christ. Just like the gospel, the gospel is our only salvation, and Jesus is the, the only way. So therefore, who, those who accepted Jesus, who believe in him, that the foundation is laid, and they can build on it. This, this is very important. Keep in mind, because we're going to come back to, it, to this. So other than Jesus, we cannot find other foundation. Now, also, Paul, it's kind of weird saying, like, confirming this to the Corinthians. He always have a purpose where he says something, right? Because this is a letter to address something. So there was an argument in a church in Corinth. Some people starting having, start to have separation. People say, I follow Apollo. The other people say, I follow Paul. Now, Apollo is Paul's co-worker who established the Corinthian church with him, who also helped minister the church. And Paul left, and then um, Apollo was ministering the church. And then people just having division. For example, like people online will say, I think going to church online is the only way. And people who are sitting here saying, I think going to church in person is the only way. Or people like, I think I need to be preached, I need the gospel need to be preached by Billigram to me, and that's the only way. Or by Pastor Sam, that's the only way. Now, those Paul is reminding us that those things are not important. What's important is you have the gospel in you. You believe it, you receive it. It doesn't matter who planted, who laid the foundation, but the foundation that you have, you have to make sure it's Jesus Christ. So Paul is here. Paul here is reminding us to focus back on Christ. Focus on your gospel the salvation that you have received, you have believed in, and Jesus Christ. So we can see ourselves as Christ-centered constructors, Christ-centered contractors, but keep in mind that we are not just working by ourselves alone. Take a look at uh, verse 9 again. For we are God's fellow workers. We, in the other translation, it says, for we are God's co-workers. God is working with us. We're not just building ourselves. We are in charge of our own building, but God is here and at every time. He's helping us. He's working with us. So we have something to depend on. We can rely on God, but we also have to do our job. Going on verse 12. Now, if anyone builds on a foundation with gold, silver, precious stones, wood, hay, straw, now, these are common things that they can find in those areas. They don't have concrete or metal yet, but those are the things that are considered building materials. Now, people who are living in, poor, in poverty, poverty, they might not be able to afford some stones or even woods, so they have to build their house with hay or straw. Now, people who are rich or who are prepared, who want to take the time to carve out the stones from the mountain, they can use the stone to lay their house. Now their house will be stronger. And verse 13, each one's work will become manifest. So all of these works will be put to test. For the day will disclose it because it will be revealed by fire. And then the fire will test what sort of work each one has done. So everybody builds it differently. Some take care of it, 
some don't. Some just like, I'm just going to use the straw, the hay that I can find easily on the ground, and I'm just going to build it. And someone say, oh, I'm going to take care of what I built. I'm going to go find precious stone. I'm going to go find materials that will last. So uh, the Bible says the fire will come. It says, for the day will disclose it because it will be revealed by fire. It will. It, not, it might. It will. The fire will be there. Now, the third one, yes, watch out for fire. Ah! So why is fire, why is Paul using fire here? So I was traveling in Greece. So we went to Greece in the end, the, uh, the beginning of August, and we stayed all the way until October. I was at in Corinth in September. It was like late September, September 20th, something. And it was really hot. It was 95 to 100 degrees. It's really, really hot. And the sun, it's like nothing else can block the sun. There's no clouds. There's no buildings. It's all flat because in Greece, um, there's a lot of earthquake happening. So people don't build high, uh, tall houses. So it's all just one floor, two floor. And the sun just goes directly on you. And you might like pass out if you stay more than 10 minutes outside. Now, the first thing when we get to Greece, start traveling, the tourist no, the tour, tour guide told us is you need to learn to be a true Greece traveler. Now, I'm going to share this secret to you. So when you go to Greece, you will know. The true secret of being a true Greece traveler is to find shade at anywhere. Okay? So you will go to a place, you will find a shade, and you stay there until you leave to go to another place. Because in Greece, it's not, as, it's not humid. It's just straight sun. It's not humid. So if you find a place that has shades, you are cool. You can, you can cool it off. It's pretty cool. It's pretty nice. It's not hot anymore. But if you walk, as soon as you walk into the sun, it's going to burn. So also in Greece, the weather is really, really dry, really, really dry. And a lot of wildfire has happened. Because you can imagine dry weather and hot sun and any sparkle or any even natural Naturally, it was a start fire. So fire is really, really common in Greece. And right now, because of the stone that they used to build all those temples, all those famous buildings, because they choose the right material so they can preserve under fire. So we can still see them today. So fire is really common in back then. Also now, I did some research. And there was at least a year, every year, there's at least one or twice wildfire happened in Greece in the past decades. So it's really, really common. And Paul right here is telling us, hey, you know the fire is coming. If not this month, maybe next month, maybe next year, it's going to come. It's going to happen. Now, what you built, are you able to keep it strong through the fire? Keep in mind that Paul, the fire, the Paul mentioned that the fire, it doesn't decide our salvation. Because we said our salvation is based on belief in Jesus Christ. And then we have the foundation. So if our foundation is there, that's our salvation. Okay? Because the salvation does not lead by good works. Or what we did cannot lead to salvation. The salvation is dependent on we believing Jesus and accepting him. Now, but we also, we, as a Christian, we still need to build on our life as we walk on the, the path of salvation until we meet God. So this fire does not decide our salvation. If you got everything got burned down, that does not mean that you are not safe because those are works, right? Salvation is not by works. It's God's grace. But, verse 14, 
if the works that anyone has built on the foundation survives, he will receive a reward. If anyone's work, verse 15, if anyone's work is burnt up, he will suffer loss, though himself will be saved, but only as through fire. Now, I don't think it feels good to walk through a fire, right? And I don't think it's good, it feels good to suffer loss. If you do not build yourself, if you do not build your life on precious stones, gold and silver, some good stuff, it's gonna hurt. When the fire comes, it's gonna, you're gonna, you're gonna suffer loss because of what we did not take care of, because that we're not responsible for our, that we're not being responsible for what we built. And we're gonna suffer loss. We're gonna feel like we're walking through fire. But if we build ourselves with things that endures, then it will be, it will go through the test of fire. So, what can you guys think about? What are some gold? What are some silver? What are some precious stones? And what are some good? What are some wood? What is hay? What is straw? Keep that question to yourself. What is something that God, that's honoring to God? And what's something that, not really, that does not? Or what's something that, that can show God to other people through you? Those are gold, those are silver. And the things that God wants, the will, sharing the gospel, praying for each other, and consistently thinking if you're living in God's plan. Those are gold, those are silver, and those are precious stone. So what am I gonna do with this? First one, take care of your life with God daily. You need to ask yourself the question every day, every morning, ask, ask yourself, am I walking with God today? Am I going to walk with God today? What can I do so that I can walk with God today? Because remember, our foundation is Jesus Christ. If we are just building on the piece of sand next to the foundation, that doesn't work. We need to build on the foundation. So you're gonna make sure you're building on foundation. Before that, you need to realize what's your foundation. So keep reminding yourself that you need to take care of your life with God. So are you taking care of your relationship with God? Are you building your life with those good materials? Number two, keep asking yourself the question, am I honoring God through what I do right now? Whatever you do right now, whatever you're gonna do next, when you're eating, when you're working, when you're going to work, when you're coming home from work, when you're talking to people, when you're not talking to people, when you're, thought, when you're thinking, are you honoring God with what you do right now? Do you care for people's soul? Do you pray for others consistently? Do you pray your, for yourself, not just for others? Do you pray for your own relationship with God? And do you care about the gospel? Do you care about if the gospel is being shared to people who, who's in need? Do you care about the body in Christ? Do you care about if a body is in hunger? Do you care about a body of Christ is in need? Are you honoring God? with what you do. And the third one, am I prepared for the fire and the judgment? So next, uh, Sean, can you go to the next page? So in Corinth, this is the map of Corinth when we went there. And this, there's a thing called Agora. Agora means the market. 
So because Romans want to control all the cities that they have conquered, they structure a city in a way and they put the gover put a governor there so that they can be in charge politically in the city. So they built this agora and it was built in the rectangle. Ah, there you go. So in the middle section right there is the agora. It's called the market. So if you want to take a haircut, if you want to buy some food, buy some groceries, or if you just want to hang out with people. The famous uh, philosopher, what's the famous philosopher again? Socrates, yes. So their job, you, you will think they have an office job, right? No, they don't. They just walk around in Agora and start telling people what they think. That's the beginning of how they spread their philosophy through. Of course, they study in school, but that's how they get connected to people. That's why people know them. That's why people support them, because they, he just talk in Agora, talk with people, and people listen to him and get ideas from him. Now, this is the Agora of Corinth. That's the theater on the far side. And then in the middle of Agora, there's a place. So Sean, can you go to the next page? There's a little place in the middle of Agora that looks like this right now. And back then, it was a huge building. That wall right there, it's two persons height. So it's really tall. And then the Romans, the governor, set someone there to be in charge of normal people's business. For example, if you're having an argument, you can go there. That's the judge. If you're having issues with something or you want to make a purchase or something legal, you will go there. Now, this post in front of it um, is where people get beaten. So when Jesus was being beaten, he was tied to one of the poles like that in front of the judge and then get beaten 49 times. Now, Paul was, was once stand, stood there Remember in Acts when people are, when the Jews dislike Paul and they brought Paul in, uh, in front of the judge, this is the judge. And this judge is called Bima. This, this whole thing, it's called the Bima. It's called the judgment. So that's when we face God. This is what Paul is telling us to, um, that, that's what they are thinking of when they, when they see the word Bima. It's the judgment place. When someone is standing really, really tall, you have to look at him like this. And then he's judging you from top to down. And whatever he say, it's going to do it. If he say, beat him, you're going to get beaten. If you say, let him go, you can go. So it's a very, very, very um, anxious or no, very, very stressful place that when you go to, you have to be really, really preparing for. Also, there's another rule in the Agora that I learned when I went to Greece. There is a timer because everybody wants to talk to everybody, right? People can make public announcement there. People can do public um, defense, or people like Socrates, they can do a public speaking, but they need to control the time. So there will be a timer in the front of Agora. There's somewhere higher that you can talk to everybody. There's a timer that's about, about three and a half minutes. So when people want to talk there, they will set a timer, and you can only talk for three and a half minutes, and you have to go down so that they control. There's not too crowded, there's not, um, people going over time, things like that. So the Bible, when Paul write letter, wrote letter to Timothy, and the Bible reminded us to always be prepared to share what you believe, right? That's what they're talking about. You need to always be prepared. How can you share the gospel in under 3.5 minutes? That's what Paul is facing. So when Paul went there, he's, he has to be prepared to know what the people need, 
to know how the Spirit wants to work with him and to know what he believes in order to share the gospel to people in such a short amount of time. So that's why the Bible is keep telling us to be prepared when we share the gospel. And we also need to be prepared. What do we believe? So that when people ask us, we will know. We can tell them, why are you believing in Christ? And, and what does the gospel have in you? Or what does the gospel mean to you? Or why do you believe it? So back to the, back to the um, application. Am I prepared for the fire and judgment? Are you prepared for Bima seed? Are you prepared to be dragged in front of the judgment and say, I have done my job. I've built my house well, and I have, I have taken care of my life with God, with others, and with everybody around me. At the, at the end, God will come and check our work. He will be the architect who comes and say, hmm, you didn't, you didn't look at my notes. You, you didn't do what I want. Or he will say, good job. Good job choosing the materials. Good job keeping it strong. And good job su uh, suffering through the fire. And good job also helping others while you have time. So let's pray. Dear God, we're all builders here, and we pray for your guidance, for your wisdom, so that we are building according to your plan, so that we are building ourselves closer to you every day. So we're building our acts to be honoring, to be God-honoring to you every day, and building our heart to focus on you every single minute of our life. And also prepare us to be the helper that can help others when they're in need of building their own house. And pray that, Lord, give us um, peace and give us hope in you because we know that you, are, you have the plan for us and you are going to work with us. I pray that everybody here will keep constant building their own life until they see you. And I pray that in Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening to Christ Center Cast. Please join us again next week. God bless.